cliffcentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and cliffcentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg, and this is the Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. Lionel's on his way. I think he's got caught up in traffic sitting in his chair right now. Just for the moment is our researcher, Benji Scheinberg. Hello, everybody, and welcome. On controls today, Palessa. Welcome, Palessa. Today, uh, Benj, we have a two-part show. In our first segment, we highlight the shameful and evil acts of teachers that sexually abuse their pupils. Now, this is an absolute tragedy, as we all know. And the truth is that there are still so many teachers who abuse their position of trust and molest our children. These psychos should face the harshest discipline. And to tell us how the law applies to these teachers, we are joined today by Advocate Tasha's Vessels of Labor and HR Solutions Company, Strata G. Also joining us is Reese Mann of Sam Sosa, who has his own frightening story to tell. Welcome, gents. Great to be here. Yeah. Later in the show, on a lighter note, we talk to candidate attorneys on the role of candidate attorneys, also known as article clerks. And uh, we want to know whether some candidate attorneys are just skivvies around the office to do the dirty, unpleasant jobs like attending the boss's dry cleaning, making photocopies and booking movie tickets. Or are they being mentored and taught what they didn't learn at law school? Uh, For those that are, life is great. For those that are delivering the dry cleaning, Shame on you. Stay online for that one. It's going to be a goodie as well. Our email address, law, L-A-W, at cliffcentral.com, and our Facebook page, The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. And I think Lionel's just walked in just in time. Welcome, Lines. With a brand new haircut, as always. Uh, Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. Twitter handle is at Hertzlaw, H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W. And, yes, I do have a new hairstyle, as I said before. I'm going to have my dreads back. Hey, by the way, it's legal for me to smoke pot. <laughs> Not in studio lines, no smoking in in the studio, please. <laughs> Lionel is uh, a bit late today. Did you bring a note, Lions? You know, we're doing a show on schools mm. and school kids and all the rest. Given the nature of our politics today, um, um, I must say, you know, um, I can be just like the president, come in late, and yeah. who's going to hold me accountable? Nobody. Hopefully. Yeah, let's not go there, Lines. We are all fuming here all over the country, and uh, we're going to take some drastic action, let's hope. And breaking news, uh, yeah. another uh, political party is actually joining the whole uh, no confidence in the, com- uh, in, the uh, in our president. And even the uh, federation, Kusatu, is actually on their wagon now. They've decided that enough is enough, the president must step down. And in light of that, and I know we're going to be talking about rape, but this is like the worst rape ever. On our economy. Yeah, true, true, true. Okay, now to our main story. Uh, recently, stories have broken around the country of teachers sexually assaulting their pupils. And according to press reports, I read that in Uppington a few weeks ago, a female teacher was arrested for sexually assaulting a girl. 
A Lanasia teacher stands accused of sexual assault. Apparently, a Soweto mother claims her 14-year-old daughter has been sexually assaulted by a 47-year-old teacher at the school. Some uh, teacher has filmed himself, of all things, having sex with pupils. I, I don't know whether, how clever he thinks he is, a <sighs> sick man. Uh, he's been suspended, and uh, he's been accused of abusing as many as six female p- pupils uh, to believe to be between 14 and 15 years of age. I'm sorry, Gary. The 14-year-old, I think there was a similar story where a mother knew that the teacher was actually having a, a sex with her daughter. But because the teacher was actually buying food for them, it was a bit swept under the carpet and it was ex- acceptable yeah. in a way. The mother deserves to, to go to jail as I well. There's no doubt so. about that. In fact, she's a, she's a conspirator in the whole thing. Certainly. I, but, I, I mean, if you don't know, how do you... Re- then deal with the whole thing because the law says something else, but people are misinformed about the law. How can we as the law society, I mean law programs, take the information to the people so that people are equipped and empowered to make the right decisions? That's why we run these shows, lines. We bring in the law to the people on this very, very aspect. The, the, the whole thing is actually makes you sick to the stomach that there are still teachers who are doing what they're doing to our children. The South African Council for Educators has condemned in the strongest possible terms any teacher who sexually involves himself with a learner because, and I quote, this is what they say, they say, we believe teachers are the parents of these learners. They are. I mean, teachers are entrusted with people's uh, lives day to day. They are the one who are molding our society because they interact with these people most of the time, more than the parents do. Parents only come late at night. They don't even see the child in terms of actually understanding what has gone on during the course of the day. They just there, sleep, eat, go back to work, and the child still confines in the teacher. So the teachers actually play a critical role, and they also uh, more, um, create the, the bridge of trust with the, with, the, with the learners. So at the end of the day, if that trust is actually infringed in this manner, it becomes a problem, because tomorrow we are going to be having a society where rape is becoming more acceptable. Yeah. 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 It's very, 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 very sad, this whole thing, lines and, and well said on your side. Let's talk to one of our studio guests. His name is Reese Mann. And uh, he has a story to tell when he was 17 years of age and still at school. Reese, tell us about it. The teachers and my specific story is teachers have got a, or pedophiles who normally go into careers where they've got access to children. They fit into the top percentile um, of, in, of IQ. They manipulate as deluxe. So in my situation that I went through is, number one is the teacher identified me as a probable candidate. Then they gain the trust of the school. They gain the trust of parents. And they actually get themselves a personality of being the good guy, the guy who's supporting everybody. And in my situation, in I was struggling with Afrikaans. And I couldn't. I, I just was not passing. My marks had moved from 60% down to 35%. And at the same time, I was playing rugby. So here's this hero of a teacher who has won over the respect of my parents. And because he's going to give me free Afrikaans lessons and ensure that I pass my trick, because in those days you had to pass Afrikaans, otherwise you failed. And he was also the sport coach in an all-boys school. So he had everything and he had all the power behind him. So it starts off with just moving boundaries, 
Now, sport is a sport is a very interesting thing. Is that males on this field touch? And if you watch rugby, if you watch European soccer, men touch each other a lot on the field. They smack each other's on the ass. Coaches um, rub shoulders. There's hugs. There's everything. But as soon as you move out of that environment, touch becomes unacceptable. So as a young person, you you've got this blurred vision about about touch. So you're sitting in a classroom after school having a one-on-one lesson. So all of a sudden it is just holding your shoulder, just putting your head on the shoulder. Then it is leaning over you and actually virtually allowing their body to touch your body while they're assisting you with the reading. And this happens gradually. They start moving the boundaries. Then on the then on the rugby field at the same thing, he's touching everybody but he's touching you a little bit more. Nobody takes notice because touch on the rugby field by coaches is normally acceptable. And then it starts moving into a situation where as a young as a young boy you're totally confused. You don't know what's going on. And then then the abuse starts. It gets to a situation where you feel dirty, you wonder yourself, you're to blame, you must have sent signals. There's something about you that's wrong. You'd never think as a young person that the other person is wrong. You think it, the blame rests on you solely. Then it gets to my situation. It got to a situation where virtually enough was enough. So you're on the rugby field, all boys school. Five minutes into the into the game, you get replaced, and you're sitting on the bench. Terrible, though. <clears throat> you're fearful about what has happened. Then this teacher and rugby coach approaches you and said, after today, nobody will believe anything you've got to say. All I have to say is you're not performing, you're not fit enough, you're not worthy of the position. So they hold all the power. They hold every single bit of the power. Then... You look at your classmates and then you start worrying about the myths. What are they going to think of me? Mm. First of all, they're not going to believe me. Second of all, if I do mention what was, what happened to me, they're going to make certain assumptions about you. And all, again, all the power rests with the person in authority. Mm. And they've got the, they are adults. They are manipulative. They've, taken you and they've gained the trust of the school they've gained the trust of the family then they're playing a role in 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 your life by assisting you with with a subject that you were going to feel then they start isolating you and he's exactly in my situation i felt totally isolated from that you, you felt totally isolated that it got to a point where i didn't want to be friends or I didn't want to go to anybody or be associated with any of my fellow pupils because of the fear of them finding out. Then it is the creating of the secrecy, which he did to me when I was on the bench and actually instilling me that I have to keep the secret because nobody will ever believe me. And in actual fact, he's true. Very few people would have believed me in that situation because he had manipulated. What was the secret, Reese? That you were keeping I mean the secret is The sexual abuse that happened to me And that At the hands of this very coach At the hand of this very coach And Afrikaans teacher So it is a secret that, you, that, that I held Internally in myself 
for years. It wasn't until I was 39 that I actually actually started dealing with it. Because it's our masculinity. We actually say we'll deal with it and we put it in the back of the mind. And abuse, there's no healing for abuse. It's a recovery. And it pops its head up every now and then. You have psychological issues. You go through spates of depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, hits people. They, they work environment and later on in life in their work environment, they start not performing and they were performers. Nobody knows about these secrets behind for, them. For how long did the abuse continue? The abuse in that situation was probably about six months. It was about six months. What, what grade or standard were you in at the time? Uh, it was in, in matric. So I was, it started in standard nine and it went so into matric. For a period of six months, you were abused by this very coach yeah. and no one knew about it. Nobody knew about it. And w- what, w- what you do as, as a victim and specifically male victims, they start wearing a mask mm. and you start wearing a mask. So I used to become a bit of a joker. Joking around so that people would not see what is behind that mask. So you actually start presenting a different persona to exactly what you what you are. So you, Did your parents ever pick up anything, detect anything? Did they ever speak to you about you being a bit different or not? No, not at all. No. Not at all. I think uh, I think if anybody's going to get an Oscar, I'd okay. probably get an Oscar for that role for the six months, because. Again, you're fearful about telling your parents the situation. And, I mean, we didn't have an open discussion about sex uh, in in our household as well. Unlike myself, and I've got children and I've got grandchildren, sex was an openly openly discussed subject in, in our house. There was no such a thing as a secret. If the kids ask a question, we actually used to answer them. Um... Everything was out in the, out in the open in in in, in my upbringing and I th- in 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 my upbringing of my children and I think that was a, that that's the important thing is to have that communication channels the communication channels were there because I was brought up to respect authority yeah. and respect teachers respect people in authority and I think this is what the pedophiles are how they're protected. Because they are in positions of power, they're in positions of authority. Did this teacher hit on any other boys, or was it only you, or wouldn't you know? I wouldn't know, and mm. unfortunately, normally, normally it's not one; it's it's many. It's yeah. research says it's a couple of hundred in mm. in the lifetime of a career pedophile. What did you feel about yourself at the time? I know you kind of expressed it earlier. You felt that it was all your fault and there was something you were doing to encourage it. Is I felt disgusted with myself. I found dirty, felt mm. like a, a used object. Mm. I felt self-hatred that I allowed us to, to get to this point. And again, they know what ultimately the end point is going to be. You don't. So you're involved in this continuously, and they're moving the boundaries all the time, and you've been manipulated into it. So it's self-blame, self-hatred. You actually dislike yourself immensely. You're actually trying to disassociate yourself with what happened to you. And eventually, you... The only way to survive is you put it way back in the back of your uh, back of your mind, and as I said, it pops up 
regularly in people's lives. Risa, it took you, you say, 20 years or more yeah. to, to come out with the yeah. secret. There are many boys or, and girls that never say a word about it. So this is more widespread than we, than we believe. The statistics show, and you've quoted them many times, yeah. it was on Oprah's show – one, I mean, to you, you can tell it because it's frightening. I can't even utter the words, and I have a little boy as well. What are the statistics? Of one abuse? in six males will be sexually abused before the age of 18, and one in four girls. Jeez. I mean, look at our country. What's happening in the townships? Yeah. And that's where, where's that stat from the USA or? That's an international stat. They've, it studies UK, Australia. In South Africa, some recent research, um, from the University of Cape Town is putting it as equal. Males and females. It leaves you a bit, it leaves you not bit cold. It leaves you stone cold sitting here and hearing that because. It could be anyone that you know and love and whatever. See, I think we brought up about stranger danger. My parents told me about the stranger. Everybody thinks the pedophile is the guy with the long trench coat in the park. He's going to flash himself and is going to attack you. Unfortunately, most of the times it is somebody you know, know in the family and they're trusted in the family mm-hmm. um, or trusted in, in, within religious groups, within, within community centers. Um, within schools, and I um, mean, schools is a, a breeding ground. A breeding ground, mm. because again, pedophiles will pick a career where they've got access to children. It was a case of if you utter a word, you you will be dropped, or you won't be considered for the team, or I will deny it. What 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 is said to you at the time that that frightens a child so much? The for for me, it was that if I said anything, mm. nobody would believe it. Mm. So it wasn't it wasn't a transactional thing that if I don't continue, I won't get in the team. I stopped playing rugby, and that's how I put basically it stopped. Because the only way I could control the situation and felt I could control the situation is remove that power base that he had, mm. and also went into mid-year exams. Um, which is which was a which is a savior. Interesting enough, I got a C in matric uh, for my end of the year mark for Afrikaans, mm. which means that this teacher had over a period of two years been reducing my marks and reducing my marks and reducing my to, marks to make him more dependent. On to him. make him more dependent, because to get thirty five percent and then to get a C uh, to yeah. get a C in, in in at the end of the year, it means I actually would have had to get in the seventies in my final matric paper. We're going to discuss. The law, Reese, in a moment. Just quickly, uh, subsequent to all this, when you came out mm. at 40 years of mm. age, you started a, an organization called Sam Sosa. Expel it out. What does it do? Who comes there? I have to highlight these issues constantly on my show because there are so many people who, who don't know that there's help out there. So tell us about the help you offer. South, Sam Sosa stands for South African Male Survivors of Sexual Abuse. We deal with males over the age of 18 who were sexually abused as children and are having to confront these issues as adults. And we also deal with adult males um, who have been raped. And that is frightening because we're getting more and more adult males who have been raped during hijackings and they're not telling their families. They're fearful of, of what society is going to do and being ostracized. And young, young guys who between the ages of 
20 to 25 whose drinks have been spiked in nightclubs. And they're normally guys who got sunning that a group of males want to teach them a lesson because it's not about sex. It's not about sex. It's about power. It's about control. It's about humiliation. So you'll get a group of males who identify somebody who's too sporty. He's good with the. He's good with the. Uh, he's good with his mouth. He's got a good body. He's dressed well, or he's very popular with the girls, and they will target him to teach him a lesson. So what we do is we offer peer-to-peer support. And it's a long journey, and it's not something that we can meet with a male over a period of a few weeks and it's all gone. It will be fine for a period of time, and then he'll be triggered again into sending that will let him get into a depressed stage. I mean, it is in some of our in some of our research, we found out that fifty percent of males in a, in one group of Alcoholics Anonymous had been abused, and one third of the males in a drug rehabilitation had been it, abused. It's, it's saying something, isn't it? That people walk away scarred forever. Are you scarred forever, Reese, in a certain way? I mean, you've been brave enough to, to confront it and deal with it, but there is a scarring. That there, there is a scarring, but yeah. I've, I consider myself, I'm not a, no longer a survivor. I consider myself a thriver, and I think the most mm. important thing is speaking out mm. to somebody, anybody, evicts the perpetrator. Because as long as you're quiet, the perpetrator is controlling your thought process, in, is in controlling your actions on a daily basis. So it's very important for Anybody, just to speak out. If it's not to us, to speak out to a best friend. Mm. Because this minute you open your mouth and the minute you tell your stories, the perpetrator loses all his power and control over your life. The other thing is, if a child develops the courage to say something, you have to take it seriously. It doesn't matter who you are. Please don't just turn your back and say, oh, nonsense. We had Sue Ellen Sheehan. Remember mm. the tennis yes. girl? Her mother rubbished what she told her mother, and uh, that's one of the biggest problems, mm. that parents kind of rubbish and say, oh, man, just move on. There's probably nothing happening. We have to take these things seriously, no matter how trivial, trivial it may sound. Am I right? True. Absolutely. Believe the child. Believe somebody. And the most important thing is to tell them it was not their, their fault. fault. Yeah. There's something I want to talk about, and that's the, the teachers that are – apprehended, they are arrested. What happens is they are immediately suspended, but then they uh, they get paid their full salaries until a court case is finalized, which can take years. And uh, to talk to us about that is Tertius Tertius um, from uh, Tertius Vessels of Labor and HR Solutions Company Strategy. So that's a concern of ours. The teachers, what happens to them? All right, Gary, I think it's just very important for us to understand that those situations do occur from time to time. And I think often people misuse or abuse their own policies that they have within their particular working environment. Mm. If we look at schools specifically, um, there's the Employment of Educationers Act. There's legislation regarding educators' amendments, etc. And there's clear guidelines set out in those laws that stipulates that once a teacher, for example, is suspended, that period of suspension cannot go over a period of three months. And there has to be special grounds to justify any additional ex- um, postponement of the disciplinary proceedings or prolonging the suspension period. Mm -hmm. Um, But what does happen, especially in cases of this nature, because it's such a sensitive matter and it needs to be properly investigated, there are often 
delays that occur in finalizing these proceedings. Mm-hmm. But what people often also do is they try and think that I have to await the outcome of a criminal case in order to finalize my own internal proceedings. And that's in reality not the case. Mm-hmm. The two processes are separate of one another. And even if the outcome in the one case is not guilty, for example, it doesn't mean that the person won't be guilty in another tribunal because mm-hmm. the, the balance of the proof test is very different. Yes. A criminal case test is uh, beyond reasonable doubt. And the other test is on a balance, balance of, of probabilities. probabilities. Correct. So you can be acquitted in a criminal case. Very often the child just doesn't give great evidence and is scared and all the rest. But whereas in the other tribunals, in the labor... Um, in the labor court, in yeah. the CCMA or in you can internal... Get, you can get some kind of relief, the one you want. Exactly. So what are you saying? That the teacher is suspended, but he, how long does he get his salary for assuming the case to, to the, the criminal case takes a year? All right. Uh, yeah. So it could, for example, so when a teacher is normally suspended, there is an obligation imposed on the Department of Education to get that matter finalized within a period of one month. Yeah. The suspension can initially only run for about three three months, and in which circumstances there would have to be reasons why. Um, it drags on for a longer period. So ideally you would want to get the matter finalized as soon as possible. I think there was a recent um, articles in the newspapers about the professor at the uh, Wits University mm. that was also accused of sexual harassment. And that matter in essence was, um, I believe, finalized within about a month or two. Yes. So it's all about what evidence is available at the time has the um, investigation been finalized and can we proceed with the matter? Because you also don't want to go into an inquiry um, without having properly investigated it and ascertained the validity of the allegations. Because once you've been uh, gone through a trial, so to speak, and you're acquitted of it, then it's over. You cannot then at a later stage want to continue saying, oh, wait, now I've got new evidence or now I've got more evidence. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that the, the teacher, on the other hand, will, will be subject to a form of disciplinary abuse. Okay, so um, ultimately, how long is the process and what happens to the teacher? Do they lose their job if there's a conviction? And if there's an acquittal, does the teacher get reinstated normally? How practically is this thing working? All right. So um, I think first and foremost, it's important to note that the Department of Education has an absolute zero tolerance policy and as far as sexual harassment and sexual violence of learners against teachers are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, the act is also very clear that a teacher that is found guilty of sexual abuse of sexual violence or sexual harassment against a learner must be dismissed. Mm-hmm. The teacher will also be deregistered from the South African Council of Educators um, and yeah, so that's in the and, process. And he, and he cannot teach anyway. He w- yeah. won't be able to teach again. Yeah. Um, that's obviously provided that, um, you know, the register is kept up to date, et cetera. Mm, yes. um, but how quick that process gets finalized, I can't say to you. Um, ultimately, the process is normally, as I said earlier, tries to be finalized at least within a month. But it all depends on the circumstances. There's a wonderful booklet that's been issued by the Department of Education, and it sets out exactly what the, your rights are and what you should do and what the rights of of everyone concerned is. And uh, it says the following. It says, sex between an educator and a learner is never okay. It doesn't matter whether the pupil is over 16 or not or whether the pupil wants the relationship. There are some pupils at 16 who 
kind of come on to the teacher. It does happen. We're not suggesting it often, but it does happen. Yes. And the department says it doesn't matter what. If the, if the child sits on your lap, you have to move away. You may not have any relationship, and it says very clearly, teachers, hands off our learners. And I think that's the point we want to make as yes. well. It doesn't matter what. The, the learner is... Is, has to keep away from you And you must keep away from the learner And I think that's a very a very important point That you bring up Gary Is the sense that it doesn't matter or not, Whether or not it's with consent yeah. It doesn't matter the, the age of the child At the end of the day yeah. Because I think like Reese also mentioned Is the teacher is the person that is in power mm. He can solicit the consent From a child under certain circumstances yeah. Or be, make the child to believe That it's okay um, And I think that's a very firm And it's the correct approach that's been adopted i think the uh, advice given by the department is please report any incident to the department of education and the police yes they they are very they feel very strongly about this as you said reese uh, you agree with that one Ab- absolutely but the one issue is when this teacher has been dismissed for sexual assault what happens to that teacher if they are career pedophiles and we've had cases where one of our male survivors has been tracking his perpetrator, he moved from Johannesburg, he moves down to Cape Town, he becomes a music teacher. Mm. They actually pick him up and they actually it, it's made known about his past. From there he moved to the Eastern Cape and he became an art teacher. So these career pedophiles who are actually going into the into a teaching profession, right, it, it's difficult to stop them. It's difficult to stop them because they do not have to declare. And a lot of it, – it's just not the teaching profession. It's extra lessons and every, everybody should actually be vetted for a position of working with children. So if, you're, if, if a child is going to extra lessons, you should ensure that that person wasn't fired. Yeah, there's a register for sex offenders. Uh, how accurate it's kept, I don't know. I think yes. we all have our – Suspicions about that mm. one, whether it's up to date or not, but there is one, and they should be recorded. Um, the law is such, whether it's done or not, we don't really know. Yeah, yeah. But I think just just um, and the point being, and you raised as well is that booklet that's been distributed to schools, and, mm. and anybody can can get access to that booklet at the end of the day. It's just to speak up, whether or not it's to another teacher that you trust or even to the Department of Education, I believe, has a hotline that you can report it and there's guidelines on how to go about lodging a case of abuse and to go to the police and just speak up and be heard. At the end. I think uh, the plea today, if the Department of Education is listening in the townships and, and also in the, in the city schools, but particularly in the townships, Get that booklet out. I don't know if it's there, Lines. It's not. I haven't yeah. seen it myself, yeah. but I, that doesn't necessarily say they're not doing their work, but they could be. Yeah. But I just want to say um, it's very important that uh, people understand that somebody trying to plant a seed of fear in you don't give them the right to really allow that plant to grow. Stand up and be courageous enough to really talk about the discomfort that you are actually experiencing so that you can help other people. As the gentleman has done, this is what we need in South Africa today so that we know that there is no shame in somebody violating your rights. There's no shame in somebody forcing themselves on you. You have to take the stand and be the courageous person to really stop that act from going on. But what we also have to do with that book is actually make quite clear to every single pupil that it can happen to a girl child mm. and it can happen to a boy child. Mm. 
And I think this is what happened, boy. And that was my feeling. Is you always hear about abuse, True. but I never heard about, about um, a, a young boy being abused. So therefore, I thought I was the only one in the world that it happened to, and it was all my fault. So we have to, in the same context of making sure that that sexual abuse has n- no preference. True. And a pedophile can actually go for a male and and uh, and abuse a female. Um, depending equally, on their own preference, yeah. equally. I think we want to just quickly talk about the Children's Act. Reporting of abused or ne- neglected child is a must. You have to report it. If you know of any abuse, you have to. You must. The law provides you must. Otherwise, you can go to jail. And the Criminal Law uh, Sexual Offences Act is also similarly um, as tough. So if you suspect anything... You have to report these things. If you know what's going on in a classroom, please don't close your eyes to it. Please help someone else. True. I think we make that point. Uh, we, we're running out of time. Or we've run out. I'd like to thank Unati of Red Dot Publicity PR. She did a great job in getting Tasha's Vessels here with us today. Many thanks for your legal contribution. We appreciate it. You from Labor and HR Solutions Company, Strategy. Thank you very much yeah. for having me. Reese Mann, you're always a treat to have with us. Uh, you tell it the way it is. You're open and honest about it, and you're helping a num- many, many men who were abused. The organization is called samsoza.org. Please have a look at it on the web, and you'll see. Reese Mann is the man who also climbed Mount Kili. Just give you credit for that one Pretty. as well. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was a masculinity issue is trying to prove from past experience that you are a male and it, it it keeps on cropping its head up and that's why I said it's about a recovery. It it hits you all the time in your life. We will bring you back, Reese. We have to get this brought to the attention of the public all the time lest we should forget people close their eyes and they don't think it's happening. True. It's happening all the time. Tragically so. Many thanks guys and uh, we will talk to you again. Cheers for now. To our listeners, please don't go. We have a a great insert now. We have three candidate attorneys in studio with us. They're going to tell you whether they they deliver dry cleaning or whether they write legal documents. We'll be right back. (laughs) Cliffcentral.com